0: Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name is Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We have been friends for over one decade, and each week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do,
1: Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That is what we do every single week without fail. We never miss a week.
0: Never. Never. Not one week.
1: Not one week ever. I, it's weird that we've gone four years. Without ever missing a week, it's so bizarre over four years, just every every week uh we're here talking about our lives. yeah, anyway, what's going on with you, Mike Lawson?
0: hey does uh, do I sound any different? <laughs> um I got this a uh, huge huge okay, so back step so at my office, we have a conference room, and we are kind of shifting some sh- stuff around. And we are, basically, they were like, you know what, let's just donate this uh, uh, conference room table, okay? The chairs were no good, so those got donated already. But this huge, nice wood table um, has, like, metal legs. It's really nice. And I was like, you know what, I have, I'm going to take it and use it as my desk, So I have this huge conference room table as my desk now.
1: Okay, so here's my question, because I've been to your place. How did you get it in? Which is probably the same question people ask Steve about you.
0: (laughs) The legs come off. um,
1: And that's actually Steve's answer, which is so bizarre.
0: There's four legs and they come off, so it was easy to kind of get it. But, by the way... um, Before I said I would take it because they were like making arrangements to get it to a donation drop-off place, and I was like, you know what? Hold on one second because I think I might want it. So I text Steve and I was like, hey Steve, could I use your car to pick this up, or will you help me, you know, carry this to my house? And he said yes. So I was like, I told them uh, I'll take it, and then they started like rearranging furniture stuff and stuff, and so this big conference room table was like in the way. And I told Steve then, could we do it? Could we pick it up that exact night, which we weren't planning on doing? And he, at first he said no, but I just kind of let let it sit. And he eventually was like, well, I mean, I guess we could. So he clearly didn't want to help do this. And the entire time was like, you could, th- this was the, the like grumpiest this man ever gets, though. I it can't was just even like, imagine that. Yeah, he's so happy all the time, that. but he was kind of grumpy during picking up the table. It was funny. What By the does way, a grumpy he, Steve look like? He looks the same. It's just he doesn't, like, I don't know. He, he doesn't share Instagram pictures of puppy dogs every few minutes with me. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it's just barely noticeable to, you know, an untrained eye. Um, but it was funny. And – um I forgot what I was gonna say. That's pretty much the gist of it. so now I have this huge table in my 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 bedroom.
1: Oh, you sound so different now.
0: It's kind of weird how much like just surface space I've got. <laughs> I feel like um you know like uh Mr. Burns eating dinner all alone in his yeah. like really large. Head. that's kind of how I feel. It's really not even that big. It's probably like six foot. Uh, by four, three feet, three and a mm-hmm. half feet, maybe, man, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe even less than that, but whatever. I just got lots oh, of space. Oh my gosh. Was that really loud?
1: Louder than I thought it would be.
0: Oh, sorry. did How did it, how did it appear
1: on your audacity?
0: Um, it just clipped a little bit. Oh, it's okay. okay. It's I'm not like, seen... it's not like a theme song that slows down to half speed or anything like that. <laughs>
1: Oh god.
0: <laughs> how uh, and how are you?
1: I'm doing just well. I'm you know recovering from my long weekend with the one and the only sweet Michael. How was that? It was great. We had a great time. And I was nervous when he came because I was like, because okay, when we first were setting up, I was I said, you know, what do you want to do when you're here? And he's like, honestly. I just want to chill. I want to do nothing. I want to just hang out and just, if, if we just go to the movies or watch TV, I just, I just want to get away from the East Coast.
0: Right.
1: And I was like, that's easy. I could do that.
0: You know? <laughs> and I want to take one selfie right next to the Hollywood sign.
1: <laughs> and I want to take one selfie and have to be as close as possible to the Hollywood to a sign,
0: place where nobody can drive close. A to. place
1: where nobody can drive close to, and um, and even if you take me to a place that does a fairly good job of you know getting the Hollywood sign in the background, no, I don't want that. I want it to be like literally, <laughs> I'm one of the letters. Like it's, <laughs> people might would think it says Hollywood I. Because In fact,
0: a- I just want it to be a white background behind me. That's how close I wanted to be.
1: <laughs> yeah. I wanna actually go to the letter O and just stick my face out of the O, like, you know, when you're at like a carnival. <laughs> I wanna be that close. Yeah. So uh that was the only thing he wanted to do.
0: But um This is a really long inside joke.
1: Yeah, you have to go to several you have to go back several episodes to uh get that joke. Um uh, to when friend of the show Adam Burns and his boyfriend came to visit me in Los Angeles uh, yeah. and they shit on in and out and then they uh, spent the entire time they were here trying to get as close as do you remember that like we spent a day try, and then like they uh, after they left me and went to Orange County they drove back or something like that to go get as close as possible to the Hollywood sign they need they, they needed to be as close as possible. To the dumbest thing. Sweet Michael
0: came to visit? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So (laughs) anyway, so Sweet Michael comes to visit, and I pick him up. And the first day, we just sort of hung around West Hollywood and took um, – we went to go see Greystone Mansion. Who cares about that? But then the next day, we woke up in the morning, and this is what I like about – when people say – this is a good example here. When people say, oh, Joe just likes to hang out with young twinks. Which, by the way, Sweet Michael is such a young, cute twink. And this is going to be important to the story. <laughs> right? This is so important to the story. Uh-huh. It's not just because I like to hang out with young, cute twinks. The thing with young people is they'll just pick up and do whatever in the last minute. They don't need – they don't need – like, like for instance, it's take let, let's contrast Sweet Michael with uh, – Me? No, not even you. <laughs> my cousin Richard.
0: Okay. Right. Um, yeah. But for those of you, I know, wh- I know where this story is headed, so that's why I said me because there's <laughs> no way I would get up and go where you guys went. Uh,
1: for those of you who are new to the show, I have a gay cousin named Richard who's a week younger than me and gay, and but he's also like, and here's the thing too, and I've talked about this in the show. People are constantly like, it's almost a kind of dicks about it. They're like, oh, Richard looks so young. I can't believe you're only a week apart. You look like such a fucking old man, and he looks so young. You know. Yeah,
0: that's kind of going through your filter, though. But okay. it is okay.
1: Meanwhile, this is like a Dorian Gray on the inside. He's such an elderly man, right? Like just like yeah. uh, like the grumpiest, elderliest man ever. Um So anyway, if if I were to so so the Saturday morning, sweet Michael and I are talking about what are we gonna do today? And just I can't remember even who suggested it. Uh, one of us says. What about if we go to Palm Springs? Mm-hmm. Which, for those of you who don't live in California, Palm Springs is about two hours southeast of Los Angeles. And we're like, okay. And next thing you know, like at 8.30 in the morning, we were going to Palm Springs. Oh, my God. Richard would need about a year. <laughs> I'm not. Even, I'm kind of not even being funny. At least a few months of uh, yeah. preparation. to. He could never just pick up and go to Palm Springs. I can't even imagine a world where that happens. Okay. <laughs> Uh huh. So we go, we go ahead.
0: I, I mean, I feel like I'm the same way with certain folks. Like, I feel like Steve and I would pack up and, you know, go on a day trip somewhere. And that's kind of less stressful than like people and arranging. And I don't know. So yeah. I don't know. I kind of s- am the same as your cousin.
1: Okay. So, yeah.
0: uh, because I'm old.
1: <laughs> <laughs> look, look, I'm old in certain things, you know, like yeah. the way I look. But here's the thing. <laughs> so here's the thing. So Sweet Michael uh, knew already. So Sweet Michael is a big fan of mid-century modern architecture and design. And there was a mid-century modern uh, like expo- exposition or expo or convention or whatever in Palm Springs that week. So he's like, let's go to that. Right, which I'm just like, I'm being a nice host, but I'm like, oh god, god, <laughs> I know, right? So <laughs> fucking boring, you know, right? I'm like, oh, right. But uh-huh. I was like, okay, whatever. And, you know what? To me, it was like a oh, relief. It's something to do with him. Oh, oh, sure, oh, oh sure. because I'm sorry. The day before he arrives, he, I go. So we're just gonna chill. And he goes, oh, I'd like to go on some adventures. And I'm like, oh. what? It's time like scramble and plan adventures. So. We get to Palm Springs, nice two-hour drive out there, and the first place we go to is sort of like you know when you go to a convention, like the hub, like the info desk with, and they have things already there. Yeah. Now look, it's me, gross me, okay, gross Joe Batanz, but I'm with young sweet Michael, okay. I'm gonna tell you something. This is the greatest thing, bringing these twinks to this gay, because obviously, even though it's not officially gay. It's in Palm Springs oh. about interior design. So gotcha. I'm not even joking. I don't think I, I saw any women there. <laughs> okay. It's just all <laughs> old gay men. Okay. So we go to the info desk, and there's a, uh, who I assume to be a homosexual older man mm-hmm. um, is like, hey, sweeties. And I'm like, hey. And then, and then he, <laughs> you like look behind you to make like, sure. Who's he talking he's to? talking well, to. Well, yeah, you. he's talking to Sweet <laughs> Michael. So, uh, we asked the questions. He's, he is so fucking helpful. Yeah.
0: So nice. Want me to walk you there?
1: Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this guy is so helpful. In fact, he goes, we're like, yeah, we just kind of came on a whim. He's like, you know, girls, let me tell you something. Someone, <laughs> there is this really. Did he
0: really call you girls? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He goes, okay. there is this super like sold out cocktail party tonight. And it's like $150 a ticket. Someone just turned in their tickets. They don't want to use them. Do you guys <laughs> want them? This would never happen to me. This sure. would never, ever happen to me. Right? Yeah. And he, um, we were like, oh, I don't know, because we were driving back to L.A. that day. Yeah. And, he, and we were like, oh, I don't know. I think we're going to drive back to L.A. that day. He's like, okay, well, whatever. If they're, if they're here, if you want them. Uh-huh. Like, Sweet Michael's like, oh, thanks. You know, like, yeah. like, okay. So then we both, it had been a long drive. So we were both like, well, we have the pee. So they have, first of all, like the fanciest porta potties I've ever seen. They're like actual trailers that are like super fancy bathrooms inside of them. Mm-hmm. So we go inside and we're we have them, he's given us a map and what's going on, and he gave us all these suggestions of things we could do that day with our time in Palm Springs. Spent like he spent like 10 minutes with us. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which no that if I went there like, here's a map, dummy, bye. Right. You know, we're closed. <laughs> closed.
0: <laughs> yeah. and he puts like a closed <laughs> sign. <laughs> so, well, he's like thumbing a magazine.
1: yeah, <laughs> um, yeah mid century modern doesn't mean you were born in the mid century, sir. <laughs> so um so we go to the bathroom, but there's only it's a super nice bathroom, there's only one urinal. So sweet Michael peas, and I'm looking at the map, talking about oh, maybe we can go to this, and we can go to that. And then he's done and he's going to go wash his hands. So I go, okay. And so I go, look at the map while I pee. And I hand him the map. And I'm peeing, and then all of a sudden I hear this voice go like, "Tim, Sweet Michael, not to me, by the way. Are you looking for things to do in Palm Springs? And I'm all like, I know that voice. Okay. And he goes like, I can totally give you advice on anything you want to do in Palm Springs. Where do you want to go? Talking to Sweet Michael, by the way. Is it Tim Gunn? No, I wish. So, it sounds like Tim Gunn by ear. Yeah, they don't sound that different from each other. So I, suddenly it I clicks who it is, and I shoot out from the urinal, which is not probably the best thing to do. And I go, "Can uh, I do
0: another guess?" Yeah, I think it's um the guy who writes for all like the Oscars, and he oh, wears Bruce shirts. And that thing. Bruce Valange.
1: Bruce Valange. <laughs> You're like, it's that short, fat man who's always wearing black shirts and baggy jeans. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not me. <laughs> and he's funny. Is it uh, Bruce Valange? No, it's not Bruce Valance. It's, it's, it's oh. actually someone who's obscure. So Tell then, me. so then I shoot. I go. This, I'm by the way, I'm sort of quoting Sweet Michael here. Uh-huh. I shoot. I go. It's you. <laughs> and the guy looks at me with shock, and then he goes um, to Sweet Michael. Why don't we go outside while well, he washes his hands? So then they go outside, and I wash my hands, and it's Internet personality Charles Phoenix.
0: Oh, you lost me. Yeah, exactly. You lost a good majority of the people. No, no, no,
1: no, no. And then that's, that's sort of the reason. But everyone should Google Charles Phoenix. He is sort of like, I feel like, I don't want to say a national treasure. but he's Internet a, famous. Yeah, I would say he's a treasure. He's okay. he, he says he's like, I, he, I forget what he calls himself, but like, it's not purveyor of Americana. But like, he's one of these guys who's always on like the Today Show, or Conan O'Brien, or like, guy, these are clips I know are on, on online. Or like... Uh, just all he's, hes everywhere. But like, whenever there's any kind of like kitschy thing, they want someone to comment on. He's sort of an expert in kitsch. Okay. Okay. And he's super gay. And he goes and like his big catchphrase is "I know." And you may have heard him because the way he—what he's actually known for—is he collects like old slides from like, the 50s and 60s, okay. and then he goes around and does like funny one-man show, like but about the slides, and like makes funny comments about what people are doing in the slides. Interesting, and he sells out wherever he goes. And I've seen him online. I think he's super hilarious. Okay, and so he, I, I go to and I go outside. I watch my hand. I go. I'm the biggest fan. And he's like, Oh, have we met before? And it's just like, but so not interested in me. Is talking yeah. to sweet Michael the entire time. Okay, never
0: looks you in the eyes.
1: Never looks me in the <laughs> eye. Like if I ever interject, he's like, Ugh, what's Tubby asking me now? You know. Yeah. <laughs> And then he's like, so what, so he's giving us, Mike, he spent, by the way, he's one of the, st- he's like one of the main attractions of this convention. Like he's giving personal bus to like b- big giant group bus tours of, of Palm Springs and it's right. completely sold out. Yeah. Okay.
0: Like you can't even but get it. Meanwhile, in- with Sweet Michael, he's like, turn left right here. Well, He's like, Mike,
1: the- <laughs> he spent 45 minutes with us.
0: Whoa. Talking
1: whoa. to us. He would. T- okay. I will say this. Just the way when you're hitting on someone, you talk to the ugly friend. That's uh. it like, So he was talking to me, <laughs> and
0: yeah. He, well, and it's the same when you go in for a job interview. You say hello to the secretary. Exactly. And nice, exactly. The, it's and he, the person at the door.
1: He, he was saying like, and he goes like, you and just drive around Palm Springs, and if the door's open, just walk in there. If the door's open, they're expecting you to walk in. And I was like, I, later on, t- I tell Michael, I go, you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> if I if, if I did that, they would be, Okay, sir, sir, the, the the wallet's on the table. Just please, just 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 don't 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 touch us or don't 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 to harm us. And I'd be like, No, You're but I'm exaggerating, here for a like, but they so they would call the police. They would, if I just walked into somebody's house. Yeah. <laughs> if sweet Michael walked into somebody's house, they'd be like, Oh, young man, now can we make you breakfast? You know, they would be like so excited if Sweet Michael walked in. So he spends like 45 minutes with us, and then he's like, "Uh, so what are you guys going to do? We're like, well, we're going to drive back to L.A. in a couple hours. No, you simply must not. You must stay in town. (laughs) I'm hosting a a cocktail party. It's sold out, but I can get you two in. And I'm like, what does everybody want at these cocktail parties?
0: Sure, you know uh, it's gonna be it's the same cocktail party that you. No, it's had a different th- one. Oh, it's a different one. It's a oh. different.
1: Co- there's all these cocktail parties going on, and he goes, "You'll be my personal guest at the cocktail party." And I was like, "Oh my god!" And then so we he tells us where to go to lunch, and this is true. By the way, what I'm going to tell you is not my thinking, even though I agree with it. But Sweet Michael at lunch was like, "I think he wanted to come with us." To lunch? To lunch and on a tour of Palm Springs. Like, he was waiting for us to invite him. <laughs> okay. But we just never did. Yeah. So that was Charles Phoenix. That's Palm Springs.
0: Charles Phoenix. I'll look him up.
1: Yeah. I, I encourage everyone. Look, there's a, LA, there's a really good LA Weekly video that's about him. Like, a profile. It's like five minutes long. That's a really good video to watch. sort of gives you a good idea of who he is and what he does. Anyway, he also makes these crazy cakes. So. <laughs> Sunday, Oscars, so we just mostly hang out Sunday, we have to go to a brunch with some friends, and then um, in the evening, um, Chris and Mercedes have like a pizza party, Ooh, oops. Chris and Mercedes have like a pizza party for families, and so they, Mercedes wants to see Sweet Michael, so she invites him, okay? So we go to this pizza party, and they're also going to be watching the Oscars, which is so funny for someone like Michael because Michael's from Washington, D.C. He's not around Hollywood at all. And meanwhile, mm-hmm. the people who are there are film directors and actors and actresses. Right. And so they're like They actually
0: care who won Best Sound or whatever.
1: Yeah. And they like know these – yeah, that actually does yeah. come up. Actually, Best Sound specifically comes up. at so Oh, really? Out. Yeah. Because the guy goes, I know that guy. He's been nominated 21 times and he won. Okay. But they also like know these people. It's just so funny. they will go like, oh, uh. Uh, So so they all have kids there, right? Michael was shocked by this. The kids were into the Oscars. The kids were like, oh, my God, let's sit down and watch the Oscars, (laughs) you know? (laughs) The other weird thing is, as you know, and we discussed on this show, Chris's grandmother was a silent film actress and also early Hollywood actress and passed away this past year Yeah, at 106. Lupita Tovar is her name. And... Chris kind of casually mentions, like, you know, someone from the academy called me and said they think that my grandmother might be in the in memoriam. He goes, I never even thought of that. And that would be really cool if she was, but I don't want to get my hopes up.
0: Yeah. So we're watching the awesome- Because they cut they they cut at the last minute if something happens too. Like yeah, if, time it yeah. Yeah.
1: So he goes, I don't want to get my hopes up. So we're watching In memoriam We're like, we're watching with like bated breath every name that comes up. We want his. We want us, And then her name comes up and her picture, and everyone in the chair cheers and claps, which is super surreal. Like you know, someone's that's cool. Someone's dead grandmother,
0: right? right? Yay! Dead but like dead. recognizing her work. That's, I mean, that's a, this is a moment of celebration. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I think that's totally cool. Yeah,
1: and and so Sweet Michael was super stoked on that. That uh, he he was like, it was just super strange. I've never been somewhere where like someone's grandmother is in the in memoriam. You know, in sure. the Oscars.
0: <laughs> it might not happen again, Michael. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, um so then that was Sunday. And then Monday, we just sort of hung up. I feel like there was another oh, oh oh no. Also this is Sunday, sorry. So this is right before the Oscars. Between the brunch and the and the Oscars party, on the way there, um, friend of the show Jay Ellis says, mm. I want to see sweet Michael. Every, by the way, no one none of the people ever want to see me. Sweet Michael's in town. Now everybody wants to hang out with me. Right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So Sweet Michael's. So Jay's like, <laughs> yeah, can I get some time with Sweet Michael? And I'm like, okay. So we meet at the Santa Monica Pier, a place I never wanted to go to. I'd never been to. I had no desire to go there. It looks gross. You've never been to the Santa Monica Pier? I have never been to the Santa Monica Pier before this past weekend. Oh, that's weird. It's so gross. I'm glad I never yeah. went. Now I'm there. Now I can say I've been in a guy. And I can give people a reason why I never want to go. Yeah. So, we go, and the the parking is so bad in Santa Monica, Michael and I have to park so far away from, like, we're, like, we're like blocks away. It took us, like, a, it was, like, a ten-minute walk to get to Santa Monica Pier. Okay. So, we get there, and, and Jay's, like, oh, I'm not parked that far away. I'll give you guys a ride to your car. And I'm, like, oh, that's very nice of you. I'd put, like, an hour and a half in the meter. Mm-hmm. So, like... An hour fifteen. I go. Okay, we were all like, "It's time to go." He goes, "Yeah, I'll just walk in my car." And and now I have like fifteen minutes left on the meter. And they don't fuck around in Santa Monica. Okay,
0: yeah.
1: Mike Lawson. It. it By the way, his car was in the opposite direction of mine.
0: <laughs> just as far as it yours. was
1: so fucking far to this JLS <laughs> car. <laughs> it was just as far.
0: I could have say so you would have got to your car sooner. Did you get a ticket?
1: We we were one minute past. We're so lucky. That we did okay. not get a ticket, because then not only that there's traffic, so it's yeah. like we have to walk all the way to his fuck the car,
0: and you had to double back because you passed. Yeah, now we have, to, pier, yeah, we have to double back,
1: <laughs> drive in traffic, and I'm and I'm like sweating because again, like I said, they don't fuck around, and I have a timer on my phone, and I see it like, like the the, the ticker counting down, and JL, are you okay, Joe I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. And meanwhile, I'm trying to play it cool. And I'm going to get a seventy-five dollar fucking ticket because right. Jay Ellis wanted. To get, you know what it was? Is he wanted to spend more time with this sweet Michael?
0: Because he likes you guys, no, Joe. He wanted to spend more time with his friends. How nice of him! I
1: can't get this Jay Ellis to hang out with me for nothing. It's like it's like trying to schedule a, an audience with the Pope with this Jay Ellis.
0: It was. It's funny you brought up the Oscars though, because I wanted to tell you I <clears throat> so. Well, first of all, I've been trying to be more social because I kind of have found myself, like, being really uh, introverted Mm -hmm. lately. So uh, a friend of mine who I haven't seen in a really long time since before I even started dating Steve um, named Brian who lives up here, he was going to be – well, first of all, he invited me to a book, a poetry reading. At this anarchist bookstore right by my house. (laughs) How do you organize that? (laughs) (laughs) So I I said no, but if they met up for drinks after or something, I would go. So they ended up walking up to the White Horse, which is a a bar that used to be in this podcast a lot more than it has been lately. Uh, But I met them at the White Horse just in time to see Best Actress being called at the Oscars, which I think is perfect time because I care about best actress, I care about best actor, and I care about best movie. Mm -hmm. Mm, That's pretty much it. Not even director, and I know that that's kind of a big category too. I I don't know. It it doesn't really interest me much. But um, I got to see the end of the the show. But the bar, when I got there, Joey, was filled with um, people that were at this poetry reading. And you could kind of imagine – what type of person goes to a poetry reading at an anarchist bookstore on a Sunday night? And it was those people, and I mean, perfectly great people. Uh, but there's a, it's a type, right? A character type. What, what? If you had to paint a picture of what that person would be, what would you say?
1: Everyone, including the men and the women, look like Velma from Scooby Doo.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of that. There was a lot of people of color, a lot of like nose piercings. Um, and I mean, good people though. But we're kind of watching the Oscars. Best picture comes up, and everyone is like rooting for Moonlight. Uh, oh, White Horse is also a gay bar. So, that, and there were a lot of um, gay people there, I'm guessing. And um, every, like every time they bring up Moonlight, people cheer and are like excited. So then they
1: must have been torn La- though cuz La La Land is a musical.
0: No, people in this bar did not like La La Land. Okay. It, I was yeah. like embarrassed that I liked it. Like I I didn't even want to like tell people that cuz it was the the shame that I felt was really intense. <laughs> so um and I think this particular crowd too was like um um I don't – I feel like this particular crowd was just very into Moonlight. That's all. That's all. Okay. Um, So then, I mean, the big snafu happens. La La Land wins, right? Or gets announced that they won. And, like, people are, like, practically flipping tables. Like, so many people are upset. A a large group of people just leave the bar. Um, A a good portion of people go to the smoking patio, too, because it's like the – you know, the announcement is made. So now we just – we'll go on with our evening – The you know, it's the final touchdown, whatever. Like, we know the game's game's over. So everyone leaves. And then there's, like, uh, probably, like, 10 people in the bar at this point when they finally announced, you know, the whole mistake and everything. It was mm-hmm. a very interesting situation to be in because then people were coming back to the bar and they were like, wait, what? What's happening? Um, what What was your kind of response? What happened when you guys were there at, um, um, with Christmas all those candy. people? Yeah. Okay,
1: so fun. So, you know, because they have kids, and it goes late here. I mean, like, late for children. Sure. By that point, at some commercial break, most of the party had thinned out. Okay? So it was just myself, Chris and Mercedes, and their kids, and then uh, this friend Johnny and his kids. Right? Mm-hmm. And Johnny kept wanting to go home, but the kids were like, okay, because this is L.A. Like, no, Dad, can we please stay and watch more Oscars? You know? <laughs> uh uh-huh. and uh so he's like oh okay so finally he's like we'll stay okay he's like, he wanted to go be right before best picture I'm like no can we just let us see what best picture is and like okay so they go la la land and he's like all right come on let's go and they're like already like they run out the door okay and they're getting in their car and then we're just talking because we don't, we don't give a shit now at this point yeah, no one wants yeah and then sweet michael is the one watching he goes guys guys <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't win. They didn't win. And we're like, what? And we see all the commotion. And then Mercedes runs out and she calls Johnny uh to come back in. And Johnny like and his kids run back in they're like, oh my God. Like no none of us can believe it. It's like, yeah, it's like the it's like a Super Bowl like like the buzzer shot just happened. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. We rewind it and watch it over and over again. <laughs>
0: Um, I, I told you, though, that I'm, like, trying to be more social and do stuff. I also signed up – well, this isn't actually social, but I've been doing some, like, genealogy stuff, kind of researching my kind of lineage, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And then I signed up to do uh, – I'm participating in a study where uh, nurses are assigned people with diabetes and then they have to live for seven days like a person with diabetes. So instead of testing their blood, though, they text me and I tell them what my current blood is, my blood sugar level. And then they react by giving themselves fake injections and mm. um, that sort of thing. Yeah, they, they
1: were um, following me, too. But then they all gained 20 pounds because they were eating at McDonald's every day.
0: <laughs> well, they don't have to like eat the same foods I do. No. They just have to like do the math in their head and live. Basically, basically, they're living for seven days like a person with diabetes. It's interesting. Um, so that's kind of me and everything that's going on. Do you got any news story? Oh, I want to tell you a news story. Actually, Joe, can I real quick? I have another personal story. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah, that was just one. The sweet Michael adventure was just one. Oh, cause you're. Trello says your story is Palm Springs oh, and then your story is yeah, 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 JLS yeah, yeah, Park. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. you've told so three I, of these stories.
1: I so was okay. originally just going to make those split it up. Yeah. But then I realized I had another story.
0: So, how about this? If this edit works well, then good. But I'll be like, um, what's going on with you, Joey? Do you have any other stories, Joey?
1: I'm so lazy. I'm just going to keep it in.
0: I don't give a shit.
1: These people know okay. that we talk, right?
0: Is a quick one. What's going on with you, Joey? What's <laughs> on with you? <laughs> I'm glad you
1: asked, Mike. So I, uh, I every week I go to this comedian breakfast. I think I've talked about this in the show, right?
0: Every single week, without fail.
1: I talk about the comedian breakfast.
0: No. Oh, you said you go every week. Yeah. And I was just doing. Oh,
1: I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got invited because friend of the show, Patrick Keen, is g- goes and he can bring people, and it's a bunch of comedians. You know, and it's exactly what people want comedians to do when they're hanging out. Usually it's not. Usually it's annoying, but they're all like trying to like outquip each other. And it's actually comedians who are working. There's comedians who have specials and comedians who are doing things uh, unlike me. I mean, they're always like, well, when are you going up next job? I haven't got up in five years. So, yeah, or four years, you know. So, um, but they're used to me now.
0: But, but I'm working on a good set. oh my god just
1: wait till you see this set it's gonna be all my uh, 2012 jokes that I had you know Gangnam Style I have a lot of side jokes anyway (laughs) so I uh, I go but I'm always with Patrick Keane. and today so uh, if Patrick Keane doesn't go I don't go because it's one of these things where oddly enough I don't like I'm actually very shy and reserved and and quiet with the comedians because I don't want to compete. That's not really me. I'm not going to go somewhere and like try and get my quip in. Yeah. Especially when they have no respect for me because I'm not a comedian who goes up on stage. Does that make sense? Like they, they all see each other work all the time and they do shows together and they do like the best shows and everything. Right. And they like go, Oh, I was hanging out with this person, you know, like, Oh, me and Louis CK, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and you're like, okay. And so I ask, I tell Patrick, I go, are you going tomorrow? And he goes, oh yeah, I'm going. And I go, okay. So I, sh- it's, it's at 11 every morning, every Wednesday. So I show up at 11. 11- I'm actually a little late and I'm it's like 11.15. I stroll up to the place. No one there? And I'm like, huh. But we've done this before where it moves for whatever reason to down the street. So I start walking to the other location, but that's, Seems empty, but I'm walking by. I'm calling Pat Keen, and he goes, oh, I'm like 10 minutes away. And I go, there's nobody here. I'm like, oh, weird. I go, oh, wait, there's somebody. And it's the guy who organizes it, this uh, comedian. I guess I can say their names are public people. This comedian named Michael Costa, K-O-S-T-A. You should check him out. He's like, he actually has his own podcast, actually. Um, And he's just there. Everyone there does. Mike, I'm not joking. Every single person there has a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... I go, oh, hey, Mike. And he goes, oh, hey, Joe. And I've actually known Mike Costa for years. He's one of the few people I've actually, I do know. And so we're sitting there and he goes, oh, I thought no one was coming. So I made other plans. I can't really hang out. And I was like, oh, why go Pat's coming anyway? I'll just hang out with him. All of a sudden, one by one, all these comedians start showing up. And he's like, oh, everyone's late. He's like, well, I already made other plans. I got to go. And he leaves. Okay. But I was there with Mike. So now they're all looking at me. Like I'm the organizer, and I have to keep the group going, and I'm so bad at this. You know, they're just all staring at me. I don't really know. What does that
0: mean exactly? Like keeping keeping it going. What does that? Well, because they've just
1: shown up. You know, it's 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 me and Costa. They show up, and there's Mm -hmm. Costa and I are just sitting there, and then it's it's guys that are there every week, but I don't really talk to them one on one. So then Costa leaves, and it's me and Matt Kirschen and uh, Lachlan Patterson and this guy. um,
0: uh But what does it... I'm saying... You're saying that there's some sort of pressure they for you don't to know do something, but Lachlan, Pat-
1: Like, Lachlan Patterson hadn't been there before. So he's new to the group. So now they're all looking at me, because I was the first one there, and Costa's left to be sort of, like, the host, the facilitator, because they don't know each other. And, uh... It was super awkward. I'm like, where I'm texting Pat, where are you? He's like, Oh, I'm stuck in traffic. He shows up so much later. Thank God when he shows up, but like for like the fifteen minutes or twenty minutes, I'm like, so oh, what's every?" and then they're like then they finally start talking among themselves because they go like this guy, this fool can't do anything, (laughs) right? Yeah. Because I what am I gonna do? Like, hey, anyone been going up to the Chuckle Hut? You know, they they can talk about that stuff. I can't I'm not going up at the Chuckle Hut. I'm not going at the what was the comedy cave in Calgary, Canada? Thank God someone brought that up because Lachlan's from Canada. And so they all started talking. They they do tell funny stories, but I was just so 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 people who think on this show that I'm Mr. Smooth, oh my God, you ever I was I would be so embarrassed. And, and that's the thing, Mike, too, is they're like, um Well, I do you know what? I'm gonna say a thank you to Larry Flick right now. Okay? Because they're all like Oh, so Joe, because now, now they're talking to me because they have to. So you're not doing stand-up? What do you do? And I go, well, I have two podcasts. And they're like, oh, what are they? But they're all straight guys. And yeah. I'm like, one is with <laughs> my one's with my friend and we just. Talk about our lives and
0: we just talk about gay shit. We
1: talk about gay shit. And then the other one's (laughs) about RuPaul's drag race, right? And they're like, you can tell they're all just like uncomfortable because they're all like, Oh, I'm submitting for Jimmy Kimmel Live to be a stand up, you know? Yeah. I'm just like, oh I was talking about hanging out with sweet Michael, you know? But then I go Oh, no! Uh, but I'm on serious. My mom, sat- my mom's knee surgery. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about my my mom lost a cake. Why know? do people listen to this? I don't know. <laughs> and so then I go, oh, uh, I'm, a, uh, but then I just shout this all of a sudden. I go, uh, serious satellite radio. And they're like, what? And I go, I'm on serious satellite radio once a week. But then then, then yeah. they start asking, they're like, oh, that's really cool. Wow, how'd you get that gig? What are you doing there? And mm-hmm. I was like. Talk about RuPaul's drag race. <laughs> like, they must think they must think I'm RuPaul. Yeah. Like,
0: like, are you RuPaul? Like do you have a fucking podcast about it? You're in serious They talking think you're about it? Ross Matthews. When they oh. see him on the sh they actually tune in and they're like, oh look at the guy, that's that the goes guy the, we
1: met at the That's the guy that goes to comedian breakfast. You're yeah. right, Mike. They do. <laughs> they go like he doesn't sound like that, but yeah, that must be him, because uh, why, why, why else would he, why would anyone talk so much about RuPaul's Drag Race unless they were on the fucking show? Right. So, anyway, I I just feel, I'm just, I get super in my head. Someone told me that they're yeah. all in their heads, you know, but, yeah. um, yeah.
0: That's probably true, and I also, just hearing the story, like, from the very beginning where you felt like you had to facilitate yeah, people exactly. People doing small talk You're like right. that is overthinking it. Wait, they probably, I can tell you were over. They
1: probably it. weren't thinking, looking at me to facilitate it, but in my no. head, I was supposed to facilitate it. So and
0: facilitate what? I mean, people standing around small talk like look, that's here's my that fa- happened. Here's
1: what happened. Here, you know, where I'm, I'm, I'm exploring this with you on the air. Mm-hmm. I think what happened was Pat Keen wasn't there. Okay, so my big fear was that these owl guys would show up. Costa leaves, and they're like, oh, well, we're going to leave now. And then Pat Keene's going to show up, and he's going to see them all leaving, and he's going to know they left because of me. So I'm desperately trying to keep them there until Pat gets there. (laughs) Does that make sense? Like, I don't want to be the guy that they all left because I got
0: there. You're standing, like, in the doorway?
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so, like, I just hope that they like me. I don't know if anyone likes me.
0: I guess they were I will say
1: they were very nice and they were encouraging me to do stand up again. But I don't good know. anyway. I think you should.
0: Okay, what anything going on in the news, Mike Lawson? Well, Joey, I have one news story I'm going to do. Oh, um, that that's changed. But <laughs> um, wait, can I, wait, actually, wait! I'm sorry, can
1: I can interrupt you for just one second. I want everyone yeah. to know before the show. My, I go, I have one new story, and Mike was like, I have two, so let's do this. I go first, then you go, then I go, and then you go, and then I'll do a new story, then you do a new story, and then I'll do a new story.
0: <laughs> like, well, was I was so- just saying, I mean, nothing changes. I don't know why it No, it doesn't, it doesn't change. I, think, I just think
1: it's so funny.
0: Because yeah. I, I was kind of thinking, the other one, I don't have much to say about, but this yeah. one is from Beta Blog, um, which is this guy, Cyrus Wood. Have you heard of him, Joey?
1: I have it every time I talk to you in the show
0: oh um i wonder if that's his real name it, it kind of reminds me Sirius, Sirius wood there was a time well, that's a dumb story anyway this is not like a time uh sensitive story it's just kind of a topic that i saw it has to do with san francisco and i was curious what your opinion was i know we've talked about this sort of thing in in, in the past but A few years ago, uh, the San Francisco Travel Association ran a tourism campaign with the tagline, San Francisco's gay district is called San Francisco. And the campaign was a result of research conducted by some branding agency. And they found that San Francisco was uh, consistently identified as a top gay friendly destination by LGBT travelers, which isn't really a surprise. But Uh, The research also showed that LGBT visitors were interested in seeing more of San Francisco than just the Castro, which again I don't think is a surprise. Uh, So they ran these ads for a while and they were basically trying to attract new gay people to come visit San Francisco or give people – gay travelers – give them a reason to come back to San Francisco, right? Um and it just kind of showed all of the city and everything. But the 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 reason I bring this whole story up is cuz it, it breaks down some interesting data about San Francisco and I think that it is kind of telling about just kind of where the world is like headed when it comes to gay bars. So, in San Francisco right now, only one lesbian bar remains open because the Lex closed in 2015. Uh, the Stud almost closed last year, and it's kind of like this iconic gay bar in San Francisco, but a group of like really devoted bar uh, clientele rallied together, and they opened it now as a co-op. Um, Twin Peaks is still around. The Lookout is still there, but really the majority of expressly gay-related bars and businesses are still focused around the Castro and then... This article goes on to kind of talk about how the Castro is changing too and, like, people can't afford to live there. Median rent is, like, 21% higher than other parts of San Francisco. And uh, so this article really – the reason I'm bringing it up is it breaks down that, like, the gay bar isn't really necessary anymore in his opinion. He feels that, like – People are becoming more and more accepting that like every bar is kind of gay friendly or most bars anyway are pretty gay friendly in this city. Um, of course, there's like, you know, I mean, the city is not, um, you know, like the majority of the country. I recognize that. But I'm curious what you think about like the the reason you and I went to our first gay bar is not the reason, you know, a kid needs to go to a gay bar today, right?
1: True. I'm thinking this out. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, I think this might be true in San Francisco. You know, the only thing I would say maybe has nothing to do though with gay being gay friendly or feeling threatened, or which I think was the old reason. You know, you wanted yeah. a safe space. It may not be a safe space so much now. This this is me just thinking out loud. Yeah. As much as it is sometimes you just want to be around gay people. Or what if you want to hit in a guy? You don't want to think about is he gay or is he not gay? And sometimes like I you I really can't explain it. I think sometimes you just want to be around gay people. And sure. and, and it's not that you hate straight people, it's just you're your just tribe. more relaxed. Yeah, it's your tribe. And you want to hear and, gay and music and you wanna you you just want to be surrounded by that.
0: Yeah. And, like, you you don't want to kind of put up any sort of, like, guard at all. I get that. This article, though, also talks about – this is a quote from somebody. Cleve Jones and – this is a quote from somebody. The tech bros have taken over the mix, which is a gay bar in the Castro. They commanded the pool table and the patio. These big, loud, butch guys, it was scary, he said – I'm not heterophobic, but I don't want to go to a gay bar and buy some guy a drink and have him smirk and tell me he's straight. They can go anywhere we can't. And I, yeah. the I guess the guy who wrote this article, he kind of goes on to say like you you can't. He feels that like he can actually go anywhere now. Um and that, you know, it's kind of shifted that like if somebody has a problem with him with him, that problem is on the person that has the problem, where before like if Someone had a problem with a gay person that was, you know, a little more threatening. I don't know. You know what? But
1: that that quote is very interesting because I think it's a it's a it's an interesting way for white people. I am not saying these people are exclusively white. In other words, people, gay people of color, will already have experienced this, but a, a white person to experience what it's like to be gentrified and go through gentrification. And that's sort yeah. of what it feels like is white people can go anywhere. And now you have this bar, you know, there's straight people can go anywhere and it's your bar. And now they can go anywhere. And now they're taking over your bar, you know, yeah. and that's essentially yeah. like straight gentrification. And you're like, ah, you know, like now they have this too. And they, they basically make it a straight bar. And um, yeah, I totally get that. I totally can see, uh how that must totally suck that now like I could I can see cuz I think the tech bro is a huge problem in San Francisco. Yeah. And I could see like oh you had your safe space and not that it's unsafe but you sometimes you just want to hear Gaga and uh Kylie Minogue and Madonna on the jukebox and you don't want to hear um Lip Biscuit is that who the kids are listening to or um no. uh Huba Stank or uh you know, Kajigugu, I don't know who else, who what the kids are listening to now. You don't want to hear that on your jukebox necessarily. Maybe so. Like it's Nickelback is another good one. It's just, um, yeah, I totally get it. I I I, sure. I I usually am not on this side, but this time I'm on the side of like straight people. You have your shit. Do your thing. Thank
0: you. Yeah, the quote kind of also assumes that tech bros are straight, right? Like they. The tech bros could very well be there because they are looking to be in a gay place as well.
1: No, you're right. They could be gay, and but I think you wouldn't know. I'm I'm sure there's the gay equivalent of a tech bro, but um, like I'm I'm sure there's. Let me rephrase that. I'm sure there are gay tech bros who are just as douchey as straight tech bros.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, gay tech bros made grinder, and you know what I mean. Like, there's a gay guy behind grinder. Yeah. So I've
1: actually talked to him on grinder. He's annoying.
0: Oh, <laughs> I I don't I don't know the founder's story or anything, but I'm just assuming that there's some gay stuff going. Yeah, on Yeah, he's based
1: right? in L.A., and I saw his at the time. I don't know if it's still the case. At the time, his profile pic was him with like the grinder logo in his hands. Mm-hmm. And so I messaged him, and I was like, "Why do you have like the grinder?" And he told me he was the founder.
0: Oh,
1: he could not have had less time for me on this grinder. Cause I wasn't, you know, I'm not. Uh, Sweet Michael, I'm not Sweet Michael, right? <laughs> oh, if, if I was Sweet Michael, he would be like, oh, "Do you want to own Grinder?" You know, yeah. like <laughs> I'm having a cocktail party. I'm having a cocktail party uh, minus the tail. So anyway, um, yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I think he's douchey too. Yeah. So the gay tech bros. You're right. That's a good example.
0: Yeah, but I think the. Maybe the quote isn't saying, like, there were three tech bros at the pool table. This kind of quote, what he's trying to say is there are always tech bros. It's groups of them. It's not, you know, three people. It's the constant flow of them. I get it. Yeah. Um. So that's interesting. I don't know. Uh. But gay – the Castro is certainly changing in that I – I think that's interesting. What about you? Do you have any stories that you want to tell me about that I texted you about (laughs) this week? Yeah, and that also, like,
1: everybody, okay, well, Mike Lawson, Magic Castle Death ruled suicide by coroner, a well-known, go ahead.
0: I haven't been keeping touch. You've already told me news. I knew they found a body. That's all I. Oh, really? It's all you knew. Seen,
1: oh, yeah. veteran magician Daryl Easton, a well-known magician whose body was discovered Friday at the Magic Castle, committed suicide. The Los Angeles coroner, Coroner's Office, I'm sorry, the Los Angeles County Coroner's Office, told the Hollywood Reporter Daryl Easton, 61, died from hanging. Ed Winter, Coroner's oh. Office spokesman, told THR, taking his own life was intentional. Winter added, "The initial, re- okay, so this is important, actually." And I'm at fault for this. So the death happens on Friday night. Okay. okay. I'll get into this in a second. Saturday morning, it comes out, or Saturday, it's Saturday at some point, that it was an accident. So everyone, start, this is what I'm talking about the, the private Magic Castle Facebook page, is like, okay. oh my God, it's autoerotic as- asphyxiation. This is horrible. Oh. And I was like, so I was telling so many jokes about this autoerotic as- asphyxiation. Okay. But well, because,
0: not okay either, well, because, But, I mean, no, I told you a joke, too, in our text, so <laughs> yeah, I'm not, like, saying. I know. But what I'm
1: but. saying, though, is, I, look, that's sad, but in between shows, he was performing. It was in between performances. I was like, really? You can't keep it in your pants? Oh, no. Anyway. So then, this came Did out. Did he bomb the
0: first show, you think, or something?
1: Well, then it said, no. I think he had some. some no. I, I,
0: yeah. I don't know what it He's is. He's mentally He's yeah. mentally
1: ill. There were reports over the weekend the hanging was accidental, Um, but it was later deemed an accident suicide. Okay. After they did the autopsy, autopsy was ruled a suicide. So it turns out it really was a suicide. Okay. Okay. Which is what
0: a bummer. Yeah. So do you know the guy's? Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Very, very, very well known magician. I've seen him a million times. I've actually had conversations with him. Super, super well known Mm. in the magic community.
0: What a bummer. And, what a easy joke i mean like magician found dead like yeah. that's it's, it's so funny but it's so funny that everybody like for like
1: 20 over 24 hours people were texting me the story sure sure and but i was always amused like friend of the show trevor is one example also friend of the show shannon they texted me like sunday morning and i was oh. like they're like have you heard about this i'm like what yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, well, I mean, it, if you don't watch the news, all you get your stuff from Facebook. So maybe they were yeah. disconnected from the online world for a while.
1: Yeah, I guess so. That. No, but what I'm saying, but that by that point, you're like, well, Joe definitely knows, right? Like, oh, like, I got you, got you. I knew. Did, were you the one that told me? I don't know if anyone told me. I remember I was on the computer and I, I, I somehow found out and I was like, holy shit, right?
0: No, you knew when I texted you about oh, it. Oh,
1: I did. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't remember how. Yeah. I, I may mean, have just because I'm I'm, an, I'm part of a magic castle, a private magic castle Facebook page, and I think I must have already seen the 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 fl- the flurry of things that were happening, and um, it's funny I've been a member for so long that I was able to because they didn't release the name for a while based on just clues, I was able to figure out mm. where he... So he committed suicide in a dressing room. TMZ said a closet. It's not a closet. It's the size of a closet. Yeah,
0: I heard closet. Yeah, yeah, it's a
1: dressing room behind the theater. Not behind, behind the little theater he was performing at. And um, you know, the weird thing is that any other establishment, this would be maybe not the death knell, but devastating to their livelihood. In a sick way, with the magic castle, I feel it contributes in sure. some way to the magic castle. There's always, but people. Wait, go I'm gonna
0: sit at the piano and talk to a ghost while you tell me about a guy that died here.
1: Yeah, whenever we I take people to yeah. the magic castle, they want to know about secret passageways. They want to know. They want to hear stories. So the fact yeah. that a magician died in the magic castle, it's tragic, but ultimately, he
0: lives forever. He lives forever.
1: You know right. the people will always talk about him. He's he's now a legend in the Magic Castle. I was actually even thinking about this. You know, I always give tours of the Magic Castle to my friends when they go. He's now a permanent part of the tour. I'm gonna say this right. is the dressing room where the guy because right. you, you walk by right by it hung himself in this dressing room. And I'm sure there's gonna be stories about how his ghost haunts the Magic yeah. Castle. There's, I mean. It's now a thing. He's made himself a permanent fixture in the Magic Castle. I can't even begin to guess what was going on in his brain. Like, why you do that? Like, does he know that's his last show? Does he know after that performance he's going to go back there and hang himself? I don't know. Right. We'll never know.
0: And I don't want to, like, talk shit on the dead. But, like, was he – how about instead of saying was he any good, how about, like, if there's A, B, C, D, E, and F – What kind of level of... A. Oh, really? Oh, he was phenomenal.
1: Phenomenal. Oh. like He's the kind of person that if I had a friend who was going to the Magic Castle, and I knew he was performing, I knew Daryl was performing, he performed under the name just Daryl, his first name, like Cher. If I knew Daryl was performing, I would say, you have to go see this show. You will not be disappointed. He's fantastic.
0: Oh. What a bummer, then. Yeah. Well, it would have been a bummer if he was an F, too, but...
1: Yeah, like, oh, man, yeah, he was not good. No, he was fantastic. I mean, he wrote books about magic. He was known as a noted magic historian. He was a fantastic performer, was incredible. Uh, yeah, it's a huge loss of the magic community. I mean, it's, it's so it's a huge loss of the magic community. I mean, it's this weird thing that happened at the Magic Castle. Um, yeah. And you know what's so funny? So they didn't release the name. I remember I told you there were clues. They didn't release mm-hmm. the name of the magician, right? But I knew the schedule for that week, and they're like, you know, and this is an announcement that goes out on the Facebook page. It goes, because the family hasn't been informed yet, um, we are not going to release the name of the magician. In other news, uh, Tom Ogden and Alfonso will now be performing in the parlor of prestidigitation uh, for the remainder of the week. <laughs> what? You just told us who the magician... I know. Would you use that dressing room immediately?
0: No, I don't think that they would even. I don't know. But you have to, know.
1: Mike. The way this theater works, you have to. This, this, you. It's hard to explain, but you have to use a dressing room. There's it's no like other the way. Entrance it's or the, exit. Yeah, it's the entrance and exit for the performer into the theater. Yeah. So well, we'll see. What else? Oh no, that, that's it. So, um, any uh, have we missed anything, Mike Lawson?
0: No. What do you got going on next week, Joey? Let's
1: see. Next week. Um, I don't think I have much going on. Uh, no one's no no twinks are coming to visit me. Okay. Uh, I I like I'm seeing John Paul this week. Oh, I know I know what I'm doing. On Saturday, Mike Lawson, I'm going with a cousin of the show, Richard, and his family to go see Zoot Suit. At the Mark Taper, oh. and my family. I'm going with my parents, and Richard's going with his family. It's for it's for Richard's oh, father. How fun! Richard's father is my dad's cousin. Yeah, uh, he's a week younger than your dad. Yeah, and straight, and uh, they are very close in age actually. And uh, so it's his birthday, so we're all going in celebration for his birthday. And oh, that's nice. Yeah, we're gonna go see Zoot Suit Friday. I think I'm gonna see John Paul,
0: and then Sunday, uh, I don't know what I have going on. Cool. I got um, some uh, hanging out with Steve going on this weekend. I also have some diabetes event that I have to go to. And, Joey, I just um, got approved. I applied to be a crisis counselor over a text messaging service. Um it's the same service. The like the text number is on the Golden Gate Bridge. Like if people are in crisis there, so my training starts right now, and I'm going to start taking on. I'm doing four hours a week, so two two hour shifts a week. Um, so that did they that's tell you? Start.
1: Did they tell you on average how many you get in every couple hours that you work?
0: No, I think that the pace kind of changes based on like your experience. Like you can do multiple conversations at a time, but you might start with just like kind of one or two at a time, you know? Um, but I'll know more as I start to learn more. And they did, by the way, ask me in the, so the application was much like a job. They do a criminal background check. They check references. Like they actually talk to them and they asked me if I have ever been in therapy mm-hmm. or if I've ever been diagnosed with anything, any mental illnesses myself. Interesting. And I, yeah, and I it, the question was worded in a way that it was like, this is not, you know, necessarily disqualifying. Many of our counselors see therapists. We just like to know about mental health, you know, stuff before. Oh, it's
1: a good thing you didn't put me as a reference.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: I am a sociopath. I mean, listen to the theme song for our podcast.
0: Oh, yeah. In our theme song, it calls me a, so, what is
1: it? A psychopath. Because um, sociopath didn't work in the rhythm
0: oh i don't know the difference anyway so well joey it was nice catching up with you we are right about an hour that's perfect
1: go to hell mike
0: thank you for listening to another episode of catching up find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com in itunes or in the stitcher smart radio app like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, yeah, I mean, it, um, uh, um, 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 uh, um, uh, um, uh, um, um. Uh, um. Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.